Hey, this is Bruce Boudreaux, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 152 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Schultz. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. What's going on, my friend? Not too much, man. Had a had a fantastic weekend. Got to rip it up down in Baltimore a little bit. Got to relax a little bit. So I am loving life right now. Got the Arsenal jersey on today. For those of you that are watching on YouTube, great weekend to be an Arsenal fan. Just anytime you shove it up your arch rival's hoop and one of their fans gets arrested and charged with assault is a win-win. Wow. If only I could have had the same feeling about having a big win this weekend with my favorite team, the (laughs) Baltimore Ravens, but that did not happen. We got it shoved up our hoop by our rival and Tyler Huntley should probably just stop jumping over piles, but that's just me. I'm fine. It's all good. Now I'm going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host up in Milwaukee, who we will be seeing this weekend in person, Mac Vogel. What's going on? How's it going, folks? Good to be back. I was uh I was gone last week for uh, work-related reasons. I was on a business trip in St. Louis, uh, which was fun, but super tiring. So I'm happy to be back on the show talking hockey. Did you by chance uh, listen to the last pod? Did you hear us talk about that trip for you i actually didn't okay it was pretty funny but yeah i'll try it out (laughs) i won't spoil it for you but uh yeah so just a big reminder as i just mentioned we are going to be in milwaukee this weekend we're going to be at elwood's tap and liquor in downtown milwaukee saturday night for the blues blackhawks game we're gonna have a watch party there come hang out drink deals wear some hockey gear you'll get some free shots of pink whitney if your team scores uh, we'll probably have the Giants-Eagles game on in the background, too. It's going to be a good time. Come hang out, and we're going to have an absolute blast. And I just want to send a big thank you to the crew, especially Nathan at Elwoods, for uh, helping us set this up. So we really appreciate it. I am super, super pumped. Absolutely. Hands down, one of my favorite bars I think I've been to in any city um, in this country. It's just such a fun freaking place. I cannot wait. Cool retro vibe, kind of 70s, 80s feel if you haven't been there, but it's also a hockey bar. So there's that. Win, win, win. I do want to announce before we get rolling here that our interview guest today is Miss Holy crap. Mr. Ice himself. Elio joined us for the second time uh, coming on the program. Uh, We just chatted with him about 10, 20 minutes ago, talking all things betting overs, hockey, a little bit of football. So um, it was a fun time chatting with him. We really appreciate him joining us. That's gonna that interview will be coming up here very shortly. But before we get to that, I think Mac has a question of the day. I do, yeah, fellas. We need to talk about breakfast. So um, it's just it's really important because you're either on one side or the other when it comes to this uh this very important topic. And my question related to breakfast for you is. Quite simply, sweet or savory? So, like, are you going, like, French toast, pancakes, like, that kind of vibe? Or are you going, like, bacon, eggs, hash browns, toasts? Like, and and let me preface this by saying, picture there's, like, this is in a world where you choose one of these sides and then you can never have the other one. Oh, okay. okay then. This is a very easy answer for me. 
Me too. All right, let's hear it. I'm I having feel a like we're going to be on conflict. opposite sides of the spectrum. I have a funny feeling. I'm big time savory guy. Big time savory. I for sure am too, which will come as no surprise to anybody that listens to this because Ooh, I was talking right. about I how about much your... cake is terrible yep. and oh. everything that's sweet is dumb. Um, especially for breakfast. Like I wake up and I'm like, I don't want like, like <laughs> syrup and like chocolate chips and like I mean like the, yeah. it's like good dessert. It's <laughs> I'm not gonna like sit here and be like French toast is gross. Like it's not. It's good. But I like I take like a couple bites and I'm like over it. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is fine. 100%. Like I'll eat it. But like there's nothing like a really good like breakfast sandwich, maybe a little hot sauce on it mm-hmm. or like just a big classic breakfast of eggs, bacon, hash browns, home fries even. I love home fries. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you guys. I mean, even like I'm not a huge breakfast guy. Like when I'm hungover, I usually go like straight for like the Taco Bell or the cheeseburger to soak up everything. But it's like if that's my option, throw me down with like two eggs covered in grease, bacon covered in grease and hash browns, preferably still wet with grease. But so I'll actually agree with you there. Usually if I go to brunch with my girlfriend or my friends or something, even if it's like 1030 in the morning, I'll get like the cheeseburger or like a freaking like something that is just oh, absolutely lunch. and my friends are all like what's wrong with you like can't you just be normal and get like eggs or like french toast or whatever or like they'll be like can't you at least get the burger like with the egg on it and i'm like no give no. me six kids grilled cheeses and a bucket of french yeah. fries now yeah i'm like no i will be having the buffalo chicken wrap at 10 30 <laughs> in the morning I'm I'm with you there. I mean, I do love breakfast food. I don't have a problem ordering it at 1030. It depends on the mood I'm in. But I'll, here's the one thing I will say. This is a psychopathic move to me. I will never understand people who wake up and crave fruit for breakfast. That's weird. Like you want blueberries or like apple slices. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, why would you want to do that to yourself? What's wrong with that? I mean, I I'm just not don't even saying... think it's. I don't think I, it's, I, it's I like I see what you're saying. I don't think it's like a serial killer move, but it w- wouldn't be a move that I would make. I mean, I don't crave it, but I don't think there's really anything weird about it. Like I would sweet. I mean, sure. But fruit is like I'd rather have pancakes than fruit. Yeah. And don't even think about okay, putting but, fruit in my pancakes. Because then fruit someone's is getting not, stabbed. I agree. Fruit is yeah. never going to be like the main thing. Like if you go to like, let's say you're at some sort of like. Let's say you're at like a hotel breakfast or something and you get the, the, you know, the shitty egg that's made from the powder or whatever. And you get like some decent bacon and sausage and then coffee like, that's either cold or 8 billion degrees hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, or, uh, well, yeah, that, and then they have like the little fruit bar on the side. Like I'll probably still get a little bit of fruit. Like I'll probably get like weird, I don't know, a banana or something like that. Like. Well, okay, bananas, bananas are like a little less, different. W- less weird. To I'm me. talking berries or apples. That's weird. I'm not a huge apple guy in general, but be- berries are. I like I like blueberries, raspberries. I listen, I like blueberries too. I have no problems with berries, just not at 8 a.m. with like a coffee and like pancakes. Like that's weird to me. Like some people get a tiny little fruit bowl on the side with like a stack of pancakes. That's weird. Like I don't. Good for I would you. just never do that. I would. I don't get it. I think the idea is you want to put something in your body that's good for you, like first thing in the morning. You know, respect. I'll stick with eggs, <laughs> which some people might argue, but hey, whatever. eggs are good for you too. So yeah, no, I'm I'm with it. That's a great question, though. I, I would it definitely lean savory. Definitely. Do you guys have like one favorite like breakfast meal that you've had or anything? Like, what brought this on? 
to be honest with you, I'm a like if a, if I go to breakfast or brunch and they have the following item on there, I'm pretty much required to get it. Uh, biscuits and gravy. Yep, I'm Ooh. right there with you. Huge like, gravy guy. Love love a big plate of biscuits and gravy, especially if it comes with like two sunny side up eggs and some bacon or something. Oh, that's yeah. my that's my favorite breakfast for sure. I love uh, I love sausage egg and cheeses. Those are my favorite. Everything bagel. You go to like a coffee shop, like in a different city or wherever. Like that's I always want to try that. A breakfast sandwich place. on an everything bagel or on like a really like really greasy croissant is really good. Yes, yeah, I, I second that. I, if I wasn't picking um, biscuits and gravy, I would have to say everything bagel, um, bacon, egg, and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup. Oh my god, it does not miss. I I feel that they're actually building the new uh, for all the Maryland listeners. They're building a new THB right in Locust Point in downtown Baltimore. I cannot wait. It's going to be walking distance. That's going to be the new Sunday morning hangout spot this summer. Super. That's fun. a hangover. That's a hangover cure. Absolutely. Yeah. I survived yeah. on that in college. Yeah, great spot. Uh, if you're ever in the Baltimore area, Towson Hot Bagels. All right. Now I'm hungry, but uh, we got an episode who record here so before we get going into all the nhl news we're going to lead off this episode with our interview with mr ice but before we do i think mac has a word from our sponsor sharp rink who is sponsoring this interview i sure do this season all of our picks are powered by sharp rank if you're not with it yet get with the program go download sharp rank uh, for iphone or android today uh if you don't know how it works Feel free to hit us up. We'll explain it to you. Otherwise, pretty much you're just picking bets, uh, not attaching money to it in most cases, um, and just kind of tracking your progress, climbing up the leaderboard. You can create groups with your friends and kind of see who's who's doing the best. And it's just a good way to kind of keep keep your keep your gambling honest and uh, see how you're doing. So it's um it's a good good app, and you should go download it right now. Yeah, it's also really, really easy to like just download, play around with, and understand. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have yeah. to be a rocket scientist to do it. And yeah. if legal in your state, you actually can place wagers through the app itself. Mm-hmm. So yep, that's true. Bonus. Yep. Um, but all right, we are now going to toss it off to Elio right now. All righty, and we are now pleased to welcome back to the Empty Betters podcast, Mister Ice himself. Elio, how are we doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Glad to be here with you guys. Get away from my kids for like 20 minutes. <laughs> it, it, it looks like you're hiding out in a room, I was going to say. Hiding. Believe me, there's not much space. When you have four little kids, anywhere you go in this house, they find me. So it's just a matter of time. 20 minutes, we might be able to, you know, without somebody knocking on the door. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Well, there's been a lot that's happened since we last spoke. Probably been close to a year at this point. Obviously, we're in a uh, a new season. You've been hot lately, I would say. Um, what are you seeing around the league right now in terms of you know your teams that you like to bet the over on? Are there any trends that you like? What are you seeing? Well, I I mean, I'm definitely seeing you know the wide open play, which I like to see. I mean, they are bumping up the goals to six and a half, which you know, if you think about it, just like a couple of years ago, six and a half people would have like shied away unbelievably, you know, on that number. Now it's just regular six and a half is normal, but I mean, it's a different game. You, you know, teams are trying to score. You got to score to win in this league because I just feel like the offensive players, the sniping is so unbelievable. They pick their corners, the passing sometimes a little bit too much in my opinion, but um 
it's just the way the league now it's definitely high more even the the elite teams score goals too so the the new jersey trap is not is not going to work in this nhl it's just it, it won't because there's too many gifted skaters and um so you you just got to figure out which one you're going to get on um that night but um so i like it i enjoy it uh, has there been a team that you've been watching closely so far this year? I mean, I know Buffalo has been scoring a, a, in bunches, so I know you got that one tonight. Um, yeah. I don't have the over. I have the win, but. Yeah, I mean, so Buffalo had a streak in there. Um, of course, Edmonton. Um, Edmonton is just, it's ridiculous because they, you know, they score and they give it up. Um, <laughs> that That's the thing. I like to pick teams like that. Um, you know, they do both. You know, and that that's obviously the perfect storm is when you get it, you get bad goalies. That's why I sort of Buffalo had been one of those teams. Um, I started out in the year, beginning of the year. I thought New Jersey was like my sleeper team as far as scoring goals. I didn't think they would be this good. I, I thought they would score a lot and they would give up a lot. And I was right about the scoring a little bit, but they, they haven't. They're not a total under, I mean, over team because they've been playing good defense and then winning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to find those teams that have bad defenses and, and, and high scoring. That's, the, that's it. And, and when we talked last year, I think I don't rely on goalies is, I don't know if I said this before, but goalies don't matter to me. 95% of the time. I don't even sometimes look at the goalies okay. because um, how I handicap games is I watch the games. So like I have like a group of three or four teams for tomorrow night. And I'll, I'll, I record the game and I watch them. I watch the game before you, sometimes I do a couple games mm-hmm. um, and I just see how they're, you know, they're playing the skating up and down, you know, you can be right and, and lose like the other night. I, I, I loved San Jose. I had, they just got beat by Edmonton nine, nothing. And, and they're a pretty veteran team. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of guys, especially that first line, first line is pretty veteran type guys. And, they were not happy and the coach wasn't happy and they're, they're, they're an average team anyway, but I, I could tell in the post-game interviews, they were pissed and they had a couple days off. They had Saturday and Sunday off and the game was Monday and Jersey. It was a perfect storm because Jersey's been on the West coast for like four games. So they won their first two or three. And I think this, I think this was the, they might have one more game on the West coast, but it was just the perfect spot. And then their own team scored on them with eight seconds left. And we, we lost in overtime. Carlson tipped it, tipped it in his own net with eight seconds. to go one sixty five. So, you know, you can be right the whole game and then you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I tailed you on that one too. I liked how you teased it the day before, like underdog play yeah. of the year. And I was yeah. like, all right, and let's go. Had it, it had to, Jersey had to win the game. So I was waiting. I was waiting for Jersey to win because if they didn't win, I wasn't going to play it. And right. They won. And then, yeah, that's the way it goes. Gambling 101, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I do want to ask you, so th- these notepad power rankings that you do, they cause a lot of, uh, a lot of backlash sometimes I would say. How much thought do you put into those, or is that Not like lunch break, just back of the napkin? Let's see Not what happens. Yet. Exactly. I'm in my office, and you know, no, I don't spend a lot of time on it. The standings, I sort of look at. I mean, I, I, we all pretty much know who the top teams are anyway. And then you can throw a, you know, the last ten teams, you can mix them, mix them any which way you want. Um, 
and I was looking at some of the the uh, records before we got on, and there's still a mismatch of teams. I don't, you know, I'm a Bruins fan, and they're having an unbelievable year. I mean, you can't, they don't lose. They literally don't lose. But I'm still like, come playoff time, I, because I, I I I've followed this team forever, and going into the year, we thought we were gonna have a good team. I actually thought the goalies would be pretty good. But I mean, not nothing like this. And I just get nervous because, I mean, how are we so good now? Like we didn't do anything. We haven't done anything different. I mean, we traded for the for the defenseman from Anaheim, who's been good. Um, I mean, everybody having career years. I know the goalie's been great, but yeah, yeah. I mean, what's the consensus up there? Like, are they peaking too soon? Like, I don't. I, I can speak for us three. We all had them missing the playoffs. We wrote them off. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I had them in the playoffs, but because they're they've got such good like Marshawn, Bergeron, uh, Pasternak, those guys can they can win you. You know, they 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 win every year. I just thought maybe first or second round exit, but they don't lose. I mean, what's their record? Like they've lost four times this year. And I mean, they lost to Seattle a couple nights ago, but they were on a four-game West Coast strip that they they beat everybody by like 10. Um but again, I mean, I was looking at some of the uh, odds to win the cup and I just feel like it's wide open. I really believe it's wide open. I was looking at some of the, so I picked in the beginning of the year, I picked two teams, one from the uh, each conference. I, I had Tampa and Dallas because I like to try to pick teams that are, you know, I could have picked Colorado or, but I like the team with some teams with value and I'm glad I was right about Dallas. Uh, I think they're pretty good. I, probably not probably can't win it unless they make a trade or something which they could do the west is wide open because you have colorado who is starting to get healthy and i mean if they get their guys back it's just i don't know if it if um because guys were out so long sometimes that does it like you can't come back fully like so they might be a little bit vulnerable in the playoffs but i still think they're the favorites out of the west that with that team too, the name of the game for them is they have to stay healthy. I mean, we've seen yeah. it in years past when Landis Cog gets hurt again in the playoffs or McKinnon gets hurt again. Yeah. It's like if that happens, they're screwed. Yeah. And the goaltending is kind of inconsistent now, too, yeah. where they don't they don't have Kemper and they don't have that yeah. guy to like totally rely on. Yeah. 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 I know it is. In the West, I mean, I you thought Vegas maybe right off the bat. Um uh, you know, there's a bunch of teams I feel like right that you know if depends what the trade deadline happens see what see what goes on edmonton i'm telling you and i'm they are loaded they're loaded if they get another defenseman if they stay healthy i just there's i i mean i know the the play but remember them last year nobody thought they were going to do anything and then they won a couple rounds and they looked pretty good mm-hmm. i feel like I, I don't know i feel like edmonton has a real chance with cuz uh, those t- top two guys, they're better than pretty much anybody in the world. And the, the kid, uh, the goalie's been pretty good. He's back tonight, I think. Um, I forget. There's a couple of them, but they've been okay lately. Stuart so, Skinner, yeah. Skinner, Skinner's been pretty good for them. And uh, what is it, Campbell? They 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 signed yep, Campbell. Yep. I feel like he's playing a little bit better. I'd be scared of Edmonton. That that that's the one team in the West I, I would be really scared about. And now they're supposed to be getting Kane back a lot sooner yeah, than they had expected. Yeah, he's, come, as well. he's playing tonight. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. I'd like to see that. I, I, I mean, I almost had that as my over. Um, I mean, 
it's not rocket science picking that team. You know, it's just you <laughs> the teams that score. They they do it themselves lately. Yeah. Who do you think the biggest threat to uh, Boston would be out of the East? Well, I you know I always say Tampa because to beat Vasilevsky four times, I think that's I mean even if their team is down, which I think you've seen Tampa play the last say like three weeks, they've played better. Um, so I definitely, I definitely think Tampa, um, I'd like to see, uh, Carolina with what's, what's his name? The guy that they got Pacioretty. He just came back for a few games and then he went back out. Carolina, in my opinion, needs scoring. They need a guy. They need scoring. I, I know they play hard. They've got good goaltending, good defensemen. They've got good, good skating offensemen, offensive guys, but they don't score. They don't score in the playoffs. They they lose like two to one, you know, like they lose three to two. It's so hard playing perfect like them. They they have to play like the perfect game and they do it in the regular season. They do it. Um, they need that, you know, when he played for just the five games that he played, they were scoring five or six goals. They actually went over every game he's played. Then they went out and they went back to their same old sort of grind it out. So Carolina's another team, but I, I still, I still would take Tampa. I, I'll, I'll bet Tampa, um, you know, and I think they'll make a move too. I think they'll get another, they'll get one or two guys, I bet. So Tampa, because of goalie. I wouldn't be shocked if they went for like another sort of like Blake Coleman, Barclay Goodrow, yeah. like third line get, guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because those third line guys get paid huge. Like the guys in, in Calgary, so the guys that you just named, they got like eight year deals from Calgary and like, cause they win the cup and everybody wants to pick off the, those teams. So they have to keep, you know, reloading, but you know, their top guys, Kucherov is having a really good year point is, you know, those two guys, and then the goalie and then the, you know, the defenseman. So if they pick up and I really like the guy, Paul, I think he's really good. He does everything. Um, so uh, that would be my team in the East. One team that I think has kind of come out of nowhere that a lot of people really didn't think would be good is Seattle. What have yeah. you had any thoughts on them? Yeah. So they're far? Good, young. I mean, I, that road trip that they just went on. I mean, yeah. like I know seven we in a row. Yeah, we were bet, trying to bet against them every time because how many can they win in a row? Now they lost at home to Tampa, four to one, their first game home last time. Uh, again, Tampa's playing really well right now, and now they're playing you know Edmonton tonight. So they got young studs. I mean, they're they're what Bernie? What's his name? They've got a lot of guys, and they I, they skate up and down, up and down. So I, yeah, they're they're really fun to watch. I mean, they're probably I fit them in with like New Jersey. They got a bunch of young guys. Um, gold. I mean, I think Seattle's goaltending is probably better than Jersey's, but um, yeah, fun, exciting team that could, you know, they could they could win around in the playoffs if they get there. They almost or, feel kind of like Vegas did in their inaugural yeah. season, like Island yeah. of Misfit Toys kind of guys, yeah. chip on it their took shoulder. A, it took them a second year, right? Yeah, that's a good analogy. I mean, that year in Vegas, I just think they score so much more. Um, so yeah, they're exciting. That's another exciting team to watch. I, I mean, I don't. Did anybody have Jersey making the playoffs? I know I no. don't. <laughs> no, that, absolutely not. And they still I, might not. Honestly, we were talking last episode about how they could fall off, just given how lethal that division is. But yeah. I mean, they're certainly. I mean, they're certainly way better than we all expected. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I haven't really seen the numbers, but I mean, 
they had that lull, but I think they're back to playing, you know, pretty good again. They had a good road yeah. trip. So again, I don't know the point, like I haven't really followed point to point, but yeah, that that's another one of my teams that is like, wow, they're really, they're, they're unbelievable. I mean, Hughes, I loved Hughes. I always loved Hughes. Um, like I love Tage Thompson. I mean, he is an assassin. I mean, <laughs> that guy with the, the stick, his stick is so long. He, the way he whips the puck and shoots it, the yeah. goalies don't even move. That's what I love about it. He scored. <clears throat> Nobody moves. It, like the goalie didn't even move. It just went by him. Um, favorite player. What favorite player? Not on the Bruins. Uh, no, yeah. Tage Thompson. Definitely. Definitely. Cause he helps the cause a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, a non-hockey related question I want to ask you. I think since we last spoke, you got to go on uh, Sports Advisors, which was pretty cool to see you on there. What was that experience like? It was crazy. You know, when you think about it, it's like you think this big production. Well, you're in a small room, probably as big as my bedroom, and you're all sort of, you know, this camera's two feet away from you. Like everybody's sort of scrunched in. You think of this big studio, but it's really just this little hole in the wall. But it was fun. I mean, I was ner- like, I was nervous because. They don't tell you anything. They they they're just like, all right, come here. Dave's like, yeah, go. I'm just like, so I I took the train from Boston like the night before, and uh, again they said, oh yeah, maybe look at three games. I'm like, all right. So like, (laughs) that's that's Barstool though in a nutshell right there. Do you you don't like do much football or or do you with the Um, playoffs right now? So I you know of course I follow it, but I pick snow because. I'm very average, so I what well, there's a lot of people that can give out, you know, 50-50 yeah. or probably, you know, if if my hockey went south, I'd probably stop doing that for a while too until I sort of straightened it out, just because everybody can give out stuff. So yeah, I try, you know, because I and also the effort, like I I put in a lot of effort for the games. So mm-hmm. like I said, I watch a lot of the games beforehand. You know, my wife's not happy that I'm watching like, replays of the Carolina Hurricanes and fucking Ottawa Senators. Um, but I mean, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna try to go all in. And again, like I said, I'm giving out a pick. It's not. I'm not just winging it. Um, so that that's you know because yeah. you know what I bet a lot on the games. So I I don't want I don't want to. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not just gonna throw the money around. Maybe when I was like in my 20s when I had no kids or anything, but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Ma- made that mistake all a bunch. three of us yeah <laughs> <laughs> all three of us I, I know i know gambling i know i'm going down next week to um the it's a horse race down in florida but i'm just excited for three or four days in, in the sun i'm ready yeah. yeah absolutely it's dark and depressing down here in maryland i can tell you that so yeah, yeah. um well I just want to say one thing before we let you go, because I know we, we told you about 20 minutes and I don't want to keep you from your family, but ultimate hockey guy move on Sunday, the whole world's watching football. And I see you like counting your goals and big cat, I think tweeted at you like, and now we're checking in on Elio. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen again. I mean, it's pretty sad. Yeah. I'm watching a, a <laughs> I don't know because you know, it's not my team, the Patriots. Like now I'm so sick of them since the whole, yeah. thing but i don't know i'd i'd rather watch i'd rather watch that game that's just i'd rather watch the sunday nhl game than the, the football which is weird i played football in college like i mean <laughs> very weird but i absolutely love that happening. it was, just, it was <laughs> yeah. hysterical i'll give you that it was very true very on brand 
So how are you guys hitting them? What tell me, give me some give me some uh tips on some like what you guys foresee as far as some hot teams or any goals, any any like high scoring things that because I like you know, I like to take little bits from everybody because the more shit you get in your head, you know, the more stats you can come up with. But again, I think I think a real thing that I tell people like, oh, how do you handicap and stuff like that? You got to watch them. I feel like you have to watch the games because there's a lot of things you can pick up on. And, and I always think just the pace of play, because sometimes goalies are going to make saves. Sometimes, you know, you might pick the right game. Cause the, I feel it's all like all the pace. If they're up and down, up and down, they're scoring chances. Sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. So you might not hit the over, but you can at least feel decent that you probably made the right play. And I think over time, if you make more of those plays, then better chance on winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you were saying about the, um, the Oilers, they give up a ton and they score a ton. I love the Sens for that. They are buzzing all over the place the whole game. They're chippy enough to play with the big boys. You know, if they run into Boston, Washington, Pittsburgh, New York, they can hang with them. And I think you usually end up with like five, three, six, three games with them. I know you do. Yeah. (laughs) I know the last couple they haven't put in the net, but they're close. They're like, it's like they're in a little rut. I've said the last couple games, but like, I agree with you, especially their power play at home. They were really good. They've got, and the guys coming back for them. They're one of their big guys defenseman i think one of the josh norris yes he's coming back soon i think that will help him out for gold and i feel like one of the things harry and i've kind of been looking at i mean this is more of like a prop thing but we've used it for overs too is just looking at like teams that just give up a whole lot of shots like consistently because you know more shots you give up percentage right hopefully what are some of of those teams what what are those i think columbus is like the number one like gives up the most shots last time i checked it's it's mostly the montreal kind of expect yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. montreal definitely does um yeah yeah that's right they give up and their goalies so the thing about columbus and then that was one of my sneaky teams too like they have bad goaltending their defense isn't good and their offense was supposed to be a lot better. Like Patrick Line and uh, Gaudreau, right. like they were good. They've been good the last two years scoring. Like this year, it's been a little bit sus because I don't know. Patrick Line has been hurt. Gaudreau has been fine, but like they haven't been scoring. They've been giving them up. But Wierenski gets hurt in their power play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, and I just like they were like automatic three or four goals. I feel like and probably give up five or six, but. Uh, I think there's, I think they're picking up a little bit um, lately, but that's a good one. Yeah, Columbus was was one of those teams that I, I I love to do because again they they give them up and and they're you're saying a lot of shots, average a lot of shots against, Just makes sense. Yeah, a, a team that I've kind of been targeting. They went on a heater for overs like probably around Christmas leading up to it, and then a little after it was St. Louis. They were letting in a ton. Bennington yeah. looks awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Agreed. They were and they were scoring like three goals in like thirty seconds too. Yeah, it was like a minute. They'd give up one, score one, give up one. Um, I watched their game last night. I think they're starting to hurt because O'Reilly and Tarasenko are both out. Yep. And like the first few games, I think they were still scoring. Still, but like last night, they won two two to one. I had the over. Um, and they look. There was defensive minded, like. They, they, it should have been like one, one, like they, the goalie scored on themselves last night. So they make it two to one, but 
Yeah, I mean, with that team, like Tarasenko, uh, Thomas, um, O'Reilly, like that's a good power play too. And then with Bennington, who who wasn't playing well, so yeah, that was that was yeah. they had like eight in a row, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was something crazy like that. Let me ask you: Are there any teams that you ever just like totally put on the shelf? Like whether it's a bad beat or like you you just can't can't get like a read on them? Like are there ever teams? Yeah, the Islanders. Like... I, I haven't played an Islanders game. And I think they've been okay. I think they've been okay as far as the overs go. Um, that goalie sort of, you know, it's tough for me. I, you know, no. I mean, I, I like, for instance, like the Lightning play the Rangers, like with two goalies like that, I probably wouldn't play it. But there's not there, the goalies don't, and, and the kid from the goalie from uh, Nashville, um, he'll, Saros, I, I sometimes he'll, he'll scare me away because those are the, I'm telling you, I've bet, I think my record, I'm like 39 and 20 something, 23, 24, and maybe two losses because the goalies uh, been saving too many goals. It's just sort of been like more the team just didn't, it didn't, it didn't get there. So the goalie making crazy saves, those aren't part of my losses or haven't been probably tonight. I'm saying this, but um, so no, not really. Yeah, there's everybody's, I, a go. everybody's a go as long as I love that I though. Can get the number, yeah. I can tell you, you know, me per, speaking personally, I know other people. You get one team that screws you once, and you're like, you'll never touch them. Yeah, I know. I might say it like in the in the two hours afterwards in my rants, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll like like I I would use a team like I just say Edmonton didn't cover, and then the next day. I use them again. And then people are like, you said you fucking hate them. I'm like, yeah, well, they fit it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> and if they lose again, then they, then that's when I drop 6,300 followers. <laughs> that's okay though. Well, uh, we, we definitely appreciate the time. We don't want to keep you from your family too long. They probably had a long day at work, come home, hang out with the kids, watch the game. Hopefully yeah, we, we see a uh, white t-shirt rip tonight. That'll be That's fun. Right. That's right. I hope so. I hope so. Well, thanks guys. And good luck with everything. Let's win some money. Sounds good. Take it easy. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Big thanks to Mr. Ice for joining us again. Always a great time talking to him. Just a funny guy. I love when he, uh, he like has a couple thoughts going to his head and he's like, oh, but this could have happened. And then that happened. It always cracks me up. So um, you know, love having him on the show. We'll definitely have him on again in the future. And we uh, appreciate his time. He's a busy guy. Yeah. Anyone that hides from their kids to do this show is, is a good dude. That's dedication. Yeah, it is. I, I don't think there's any like amount of money or thanks that could pay you back for that. So we nope. appreciate it, Elio. Thank you. Um, all right, let's get into the NHL news. Now that we've talked gambling and breakfast food. Uh, the Seattle Kraken, they became the first team in NBA and NHL history to sweep a road trip of seven or more games. In addition, Martin Jones, my favorite goalie, is 7-0 and in the month of January with a 1.86 GAA and a 9.26 save percentage with two shutouts. The Seattle Kraken are a wagon. Thoughts, comments, It's a good concerns. hockey team, man. Absolutely. While we're talking about them, I was looking at Daniel Sprong's stats the other day, like just from the whole season. He has been getting like consistently between like 10 and 15 minutes of ice time every single night all all year. I don't think he's missed a game. I might be wrong about that, but I don't think he's like been scratched or missed a game. And the dude has like 
10 or 15 goals, 10 or 15 mm-hmm. assists. Like he, he, he seems to have finally found a home, which is good to see. Cause you know, he, he bounced around penguins caps had moments of like, Oh, this guy's talented, but just couldn't, couldn't stay in the lineup really. And uh, yeah, he's become like a, an actual, like really key bottom six piece for them. Him and like, you know, guys like Berkey too have really found their role. He seems to be excelling, Um, you know, Sprong. I, I saw him on the fantasy waiver wire the other day, guys averaging like two fantasy points a game. So, yeah. Um, he's looking good. We all know he loves to shoot the puck too. So he does never forget that time. He, uh, wasn't it him that just like absolutely ignored Ovi on the two on one to like rip it. Yeah. He was on two on one with Ovi and Ovi was wide freaking open and Sprong shot it. He scored. (laughs) He did. Yeah. People forget two other guys. I want to shout out Uh, a very underrated player and one who you should be keeping your eye on to get an assist every game. Vince Dunn has been unreal for the Kraken. You can get him to get a point usually around like plus 110, plus 120. If you bet him to get an assist, which is mostly how he's getting his points, you're talking plus 170, plus 180. Our good friend Terry um, that we had on the show talk about the Wild, he's always hammering that bet. He DMs me about it all the time, and man, it has paid dividends the last seven games. I love that. That's a great bet. That's I feel like that's sort of like <laughs> the whole Hedman point bet we were all over like two Stanley Cups ago where it was just yeah. automatic for him and it was especially, plus 150 for some reason. Especially if it's a situation where like everyone's talking all day about like the over for that Seattle game and it's like, oh, if they're going to get a bunch of goals, he'll probably have an assist on one of them. Yeah, absolutely. He's getting power play time, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's quarterbacking it um, when Schultz was out. And then the other guy I want to shout out, this pains me to say it because I wish Hextall would have, you know, maybe kept his head out of his ass. But Jared McCann, man, he is just a beast right now. He's having a hell of a season. So that one stings a little bit. Um, sticking with hot road teams, the New Jersey Devils set a new NHL record for most wins through first 20 road games of a season with 17. They surpassed the 2019 2020 Washington Capitals record of 16 through 20. So Damn impressive. Who's the better road team? What's more impressive? 17 through your first 20 or seven in a row? I don't know. Seven in a row is pretty damn impressive. I'm going to go with the devils though. That's just like, I mean, that you only lose three of your first 20 road games. That's, that's pretty that's, sick. That's really good. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, Seven in a row or only losing three of your first 20. I can't really choose between the two, but those two teams are humming on the road. You probably get some great value on them on the money line. I know tonight the Kraken are taking on the Oilers. Um, yesterday when you're listening to this, I think they're like plus 155, which is wild. Um, so definitely some good values on the road there. Uh, our next one, our next news piece, Alex Ovechkin ties Mike Gartner's record for most 30-goal seasons with 17 Ovia squarely at least 30 goals in every season since he entered the NHL way back when in 2005, besides the COVID shortened season in 2020, 2021 campaign when he scored 24 in 45. That also includes some lockout season or a lockout season in there when he broke 30, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. The 2012 season or whatever. Yep. Something like that. So a damn impressive record. I'm sure he'll beat it next season. I see no reason why he wouldn't. Um, I hope so. You guys got any more thoughts on that? I'm sure you do. This one is always surprising because it's one of the records that like Gretzky isn't like number one or number two on. I think he's like number four on this list. 
Um, but it's interesting. Just, it's crazy. I think uh, Yager was also up there. Um, and I forget someone else, maybe Messier or how or someone else. Yeah, this one's a really impressive one for me. I mean, sure, they all are. But like this one just shows how consistent he has been. And it's also a testament to how few games he's missed over the course of his career. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think people forget that durability is the best ability, some would say. There you go. Uh, speaking of durability, uh, <laughs> this guy's bank account is lacking such. Uh, Vegas goalie Robin Lehner files for bankruptcy. He is now $50 million in debt. Lehner's debts include missed payments for a collection, hang, hang with me here, of rare snakes that he purchased for over a million dollars back in 2017. Laner keeps the snakes at his reptile farm in Plato, Missouri. I'm sorry I laughed. Everybody's got their interest, but just reading that was kind of like, what? Well, and it's like super complicated too. Like I think the dude he bought them from got murdered by his wife or something like or not. It's like a fourth at like season of Tiger King. Is this is just like <laughs> yeah. no, it, it yeah. is like I was reading it and it was oh no, he got murdered, and that's like why he stopped paying because he was like, Oh, the dude's dead, like fuck it but then like the wife or somebody like sued him because they were like well you you owe that to me now or what like i don't i don't fucking know but yeah do you remember like at the beginning of the year i texted you guys that like chart i made that was like how healthy is robin laner and it was like starting in goal or done for the year and that was like as crazy as we thought we were gonna get but little did we know way over here you gotta sort of add that to the chart somehow 50 million dollars in debt and owns 1.2 million dollars worth of rare snakes Dude, when you said season four of Tiger King, I, I'm still laughing at that. Also, oh, wait shit. a minute. Help me help me here. If he's $50 million in debt and the snakes were $1 million, what the fuck was the other 49? <laughs> right. He might have had to buy the farm, right? I mean, I doubt he owned that previously. Right. I don't know. Okay. But like, he I'm owns sorry. a rare I'm, reptile farm. $1.2 million for a yeah. group of animals that most people would die if they were around. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. He just he would die for him, evidently. So hey, clearly. Um, wow. Okay, that was uh, Animal Planet with empty betters. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, but yeah, hopefully Laner can uh, get that in check. Obviously, yeah. you know we 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 laugh and and poke fun here, but that's uh, a little bit of a serious matter there. Uh, Connor McDavid. He's the fastest player to reach eighty points in a season since nineteen ninety five and nineteen ninety six. Doing so in 44 games. I believe that 95-96 season was Mario, if I'm not mistaken. Probably. Um, He is currently minus 300 to win the MVP trophy, the Hart trophy this year. The next closest is David Pasternak at plus 1,400. I mean, guys, I think it's kind of locked up. It's locked up. I mean, Pasternak, you know, plus 1,400 is tempting. I saw that go through Max Head, too. But um, it's, it's just the McDavid trophy at this point. So here's my question, and they were talking about this on TNT the other day, and Gretz was talking about it. Is he at his peak? Like, he's 26. He's been in the league, I think, eight years now. I mean, he it, can he get better? Like, is this the peak of peaks for McDavid? I It would suck if he was at his peak, just because that would be, you know, sad to see. But I think he's got a little bit more left in the tank. I don't know how much more complete he can get as a player unless he randomly starts fighting people and knocking them out. But 
Yeah. And I, I, th- I think he's also probably playing with like the best, like group he will. Like, it's hard to imagine him getting like line mates that are like that much better that like elevate his play even more. You know what I mean? Like he's already yeah. playing with like other really talented forwards and stuff. So I, I mean, like his could... supporting cast is definitely the best it's been since that 15 weird playoff run they had. I feel like he could simultaneously be at his peak, but not not about to go on the downhill for a while oh, I was... still. Like, yeah. I think he'll just kind of plateau and like maybe go up a little bit. But like, I don't think he's going to no get like insanely better or anything i mean outside of scoring like or outside of winning like a stanley cup what is there for him to do now score 50 in a season 60 he's got, in a season, he's got a like he's got to win a rocket which he looks like he'll do this year unless tage thompson or ovi catch him and then i guess hit 150 points which is insane that's never that hasn't been done in what 30 years something just like about that. so i don't know it was just an interesting topic they were like will he ever like He's not going to like decline, but will he ever, is he going to get better? Like it's hard to imagine him being better than he is right now. Well, I mean, the crazy thing is the the league is only going to catch up. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Bedard. Yeah. Enters the chat. So yeah, it's wild what McDavid's doing. We've talked about it every episode. We don't need to suck him off again here, but uh, yeah, he's doing insane things right now. So um, this next bullet point is super important to all of our Bostonians listening uh, the name of Boston's TD Garden will remain through 2045. That's quite a long time. It is that's wild. That's yeah. insane. Math guy here. That's the next 22 years. It is. Um, glad to see this. Honestly, um, don't necessarily have the most love for the Bruins, but I'm glad that this arena that's got some, you know, some recent history around it isn't about to be, you know, Jeff Bezos bet 999.com arena or something horrible like that. I don't know. Something weird like wagerhub 888.com arena or something like (laughs) something really weird like that. Um, That would be really weird. Yeah. That would be really, really weird, honestly. Yeah. Um, No, but in general, I think uh, it's, it's always cool to me when like stadiums stick with one thing and are known as that for a long time, you know, it's, it, it's kind of annoying when there's a new name for it, like every couple of years. Yeah. Like, I mean, <clears throat> is anyone ever going to call the Steelers stadium anything other than Heinz Field? Nope. No. Yeah. Staples Center is still Staples Center, too. Exactly. It's Miller not... Park. Miller Park. It is definitely not American Family Insurance Field. <laughs> I like when I talk about Cap One, half the time I say MCI Center. The other half of the time I say Verizon, Verizon Center. Center. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, it's always Verizon Center in my soul, but I will admit Cap One's kind of caught on. You know, yeah. you don't have to say Capital One, Cap One. I, it makes yeah. sense. The loan booth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the NHL three stars of the week, Martin Jones. We talked about him earlier. Number one star of the week. Number two, Lucas Raymond of the Detroit Red Wings. And number three, Nikita Kucherov of the Tampa Bay Lightning, who has probably had one of the best seasons that will never be talked about because it's being overshadowed by McDavid. So, yeah, this is weird. I mean, he was like the NHL's darling like four seasons ago, but yeah, he's third in the league in scoring and he's putting up points every single night. So he's having a hell of a season, but um, like I said, overshadowed by McJesus at the moment. Uh, fun fact of the day. Saw this on Twitter and just felt like uh, it was worth sharing, for, especially if you're into like U.S. hockey um, and all those kind of weird things. According to the Calgary Flames, 
Help me with this last name, please. Walker Dewar. Dewar. Walker Dewar is the first player born in South Dakota to score a goal in the NHL. He grew up in Sioux Falls and is following his dream. He scored his first goal on January 12th against the St. Louis Blues. Nice. I would love to see a stat as to how many states have produced someone who have scored a goal in the NHL. I don't know what the number would be. Yeah. Um, you know what we should do? Take a guess, and I want to fact check this like later in the episode when you guys do State of the Union. Um, guess on what? How many states? How many? How many states have produced a person who has scored a goal in the NHL? Wow. Um, I, I, it's probably not that many, honestly. I don't. Yeah, <clears> I was <throat> gonna say my brain says under twenty-five. My, I'm gonna my, say seventeen. My gut was gonna be like fifteen, but it. 17 seems like a good bet. Maybe it's like... But then you get guys like Dowd, who was born in Alabama. Mm-hmm. There's um, a few... Yeah, there's a few, like... I'm going to go with... Balls. I'm going to go with 21. I'm going to lock in my final answer as... 19. Okay, I'm going to write this down. We got 21, 19, and Nick, you got 17? Correct. Okay, I'll fact check that when you guys do uh, Cap State of the Union. I'm really curious about that. I probably won't find it, honestly, so <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Um, all right, moving on to the discussion portion of the episode. But before we do, just a reminder that this segment is brought to you by Kane Footwear. I think Nick has a message from them. Correct, I do. Just wanted to talk about Kane Footwear for a second. We just want to say thanks to them again for sponsoring this podcast. Kane is absolutely changing the game with their Revive shoe, which features their bounce back foam made with sugar cane technology. Uh, The Kane Revive is simply the most comfortable shoe uh, for your active lifestyle that you will ever own. Head to the link in our bio today to get a pair of these amazing kicks. Thank you, Kane Footwear, once again for sponsoring this show. Absolutely. All right. Discussion time. Uh, These guys were the main topic of discussion back in like early November when we were doing discussions, but now they have resurfaced. The Vancouver Canucks are expected to make a coaching change in the next week or two, and it is expected to be Rick Tockett. Rick Tockett's currently a analyst on the uh, TNT pregame show and postgame show. Per Jim Rutherford, this team is expected to move on from its current core group of players they're also apparently going to bring sergey gonchar on board to help mentor the defensive core this just screams like rutherford's in panic mode and is hitting the 2016 penguins button and it's hoping that it's going to work and i don't really know but here's what i do know uh rick tockett is a completely different brand of coach than bruce prudro at the moment what do you guys think of this rumor well it's weird because they're going to do a coaching change and the GM is already saying they're going to blow up the team. I just, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting that he says this team is expected to move on from its current current core group of players. It's like, which ones does that mean? Does that mean you're moving Elias Pettersson? Cause we all know you're going to move Horvat. And I would assume you move Miller at some point, just based on the way that everything we've seen in the last two months has gone. Yeah, that and the Miller contract just got signed. He signed a right. huge deal. And it's like I'm, someone's gonna they're have gonna to take have to retain something. Like no one's gonna just take that on all yeah. by itself. I also just don't really understand the move to be like, yeah, pretty soon we're gonna replace our current coach with this guy, but like not yet. 
or it's like it's not official, but everything you're reading is saying like, oh, this is going to happen in one to two weeks. Right. And it's like if you're Bruce Boudreaux, like you probably like know that. But like, what's the point? Like, right. I, like, why not just do it right now? You know, yeah, like, I, I don't get why it like is leaked, but like not like it's just like, a weird. Does Tocket have to put in his two weeks at TNT? Before yeah, literally. He, like... It's like, <laughs> OK, what if that's it? Wow. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's worth mentioning the Vancouver Canucks currently have 39 points on the season. They currently sit 11 points outside of the wild card two spot currently held by the Calgary Flames, who have 51 points. The Vancouver Canucks are three and seven in their last 10, and they have been giving up a ton of goals lately. And Demko's still hurt, right? Demko is still hurt. We got uh, yep, Colin it's... Delia getting yelled at by JT Miller, and I don't remember the... Spencer Martin? Or, uh, yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it's a interesting time in Vancouver. I, I honestly, every year they, I feel like since we've done this show, we're always like, they might make the playoffs and then they end up just absolutely sucking. It makes no sense. Or they make it and get lit up in the first round or they had that like fluke where they took, they knocked out St. Louis or something like right after they won the cup or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. I think this team is long overdue for just blowing this thing up. I would agree with that, and it sounds like that's going to happen. So, uh, you know, GMJR has his hands full. Be on the lookout for sparks flying out of Western Canada here shortly. Uh, Purse, Frank Saravalli, uh, the Sharks, they are looking for three first-round picks for Eric Carlson at 18% salary retained, which would knock his AAV down to $9.4 million. Carlson, who's 32 years old, currently has 13 goals and 56 points through 43 games played with San Jose this season. Is Eric Carlson worth three first-round picks? This is like, I think they might be confused in thinking that they have Kale McCarr because they don't. Um, How old is Eric Carlson, man? 32. Like Like three first-round picks for a 32-year-old? Absolutely not. I don't think so, especially not like... I mean, he's having an amazing year, but like the last couple of years, he was like kind of bad. And then like really bad. Yeah. And and the other thing you got to keep in mind is like who who can actually do that? Like 18 percent off like fuck you. That's like right. That's still way too much. For yeah, most I think it's teams, like, what, like, like the Hawks, if they shed some cap space, the Islanders <clears throat> and maybe the yeah. Sabres or Coyotes. But yeah, and like but, none of those teams are going to want to give away three first round picks. Right. You know, according to NHL discussion, I don't know this for a fact. I'm just repeating what I saw this morning. The Oilers are in the in the hunt. The, I know they're going after a defenseman. We've seen them link to Shattenkirk, to Chikrin, to they're in on everybody. Goss to anywhere, whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, they were linked to the Columbus guys too, uh, David Yurichek and um Emil Bemstrom. But like I just I, my thing is like to me, this is them knowing that this is unrealistic. But if they put the word out that this is how much they want, then maybe they'll get like two first round picks right. or something Which like that. Which is still pretty like, good. Honestly. Yeah. Which, Which is still, still kind of more than yeah. I think. Yeah. So it might just be one of those like fleece situations where they know what he's really worth, but they're going to highball the fuck out of it and see who bites. Also, like retaining 18%, like you're going to have to retain, you're going to have to get that number down to seven before someone's willing to take this. Oh, on. yeah. You're going to have to get nine and a half million. Yeah. Like AAV. That's a franchise killer for a guy that's Literally. 32. And how it, many, like, how much is left? A lot. 
a lot. Yeah. No, I don't have the that. exact number, but I know no it's a lot. I will no say this that. though: if Edmonton lands him, I'm I, I'm I'm nervous. Like that's that if, is if tier they one. land him, yes, tier one. I mean, they have to be. They that's like the department they need to improve yeah. in. It to makes like, sense to, to make me take them totally seriously. But if they didn't win the cup with him, I know I, that I think that might literally like sink that franchise. McDavid, Drysidle, Nuge, Kane. It's a huge Hyman. like pushing all the chips to the center of the yep. table yeah. move. Carlson, Nurse, Campbell, Christ, Barry. I mean, yeah. they're, they're loaded. They are absolutely loaded. And Elio talked about it. He said they're they're an extremely talented team. I don't know how much longer the Oilers can go without winning a cup and having McDavid in his mid twenties at the peak of his career. Like they gotta go all in either this year. Or next year, or both. I don't know. It would make sense if they went after Carlson. Yeah, I think you basically have to look at it like when you have a player like that. It's you know the name of the game is you have to go for the Stanley Cup every year. You have to put all your chips in and do everything you can to put as many good pieces around them to make that happen. Um, otherwise, you're just wasting time. Yeah, totally agree. And all it takes is McDavid to go, and they're like, okay, sir, yeah. we'll we'll get Carlson right seriously. So. Um, we'll see what happens. Curious to see how that unfolds. Uh, let's talk about some injuries around the league. Knights captain Mark Stone is week to week with an upper body. The Oilers have placed Caller or sorry Yamamoto on LTIR with an undisclosed injury. Evander Kane is returning to the Oilers lineup for the first time since his gruesome wrist injury back on November eighth. And Canucks defenseman Tucker Pullman is likely done for the season due to an undisclosed injury. A little bit of roster move news. A couple extensions that uh, made its way around the NHL. The Wild, they signed hometown kid Matt Boldy to a seven-year, $49 million deal. For those who are mathematically challenged, that's $7 million per year. Nick, I know you're fired up about this one. Let me hear your thoughts on it. It's a great deal. I love this kid. Kid's been on my fantasy team all season. Absolute stud. Ripped it up for us in the World Juniors. Brought home a gold medal. But like, if you're Minnesota, have you not learned your lesson about deals over six years? Uh oh. Like, it just it's the most. And like Terry would back me up on this. It is the most Minnesota wild move of all time. Yeah. Now I'm I'm saying that, but I wholeheartedly love this move for them. It'll be it'll it'll probably be a good deal. Yeah. In the long run, but yeah, it, it does. As soon as I heard it, you couldn't help but kind of laugh a little bit because it's just like, like I think you get to a point when you're in the fourth or fifth year of this deal where he might be, you know, underpaid at seven million AAV. That's what I'm saying. Like, ideally, yeah. this ends up being a pretty smart move, but with yeah. the cap going up, hopefully too, and stuff in the future. Yeah, but just make sure you remember is- those matching 13 year deals from. However many years ago. I know. Yeah. Oh my God. Garen oh. Billy G was asked about that today. I think when they they were interviewing about something, he's like, Yeah, we're still dealing with like cap stuff. Like, yeah, we know. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But um good for Matt Boldy. Good for the wild. He's locked up in the hometown. So happy for him. Uh the Hurricanes, they are reassigning goaltender P Piotor Kochekov to the Chicago Wolves in the AHL. They will run with Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta as their tandem going forward. I know we talked about this probably about a week or two ago to see if they would be making a trade. Um, clearly not. So 
Ian Powderly, stop trying to trade. Yeah, there will be no trades involving Piot or Kochetkov. (laughs) So I'm like, if you think that's going to work, or if you think I'm interested in Chris Letang, who's been on IR for, you know, a while, I'm not. He's coming back like this weekend. He is, but like. I just, just so you know, it's just it not even worth it. Trying to help you out yeah. there. Fantasy, <laughs> he, fantasy. He's been on and off the IR though. Yeah. A lot, so it's like yeah. kind of a gamble anyway, but no, I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised. Honestly, I, I, I really think Piotr uh, earned, earned his spot as at least the backup here. I mean, Anthony Ranta sure. to me is a bandaid of a backup goalie at this point. Like he's just, you know, he's, He's, he's been everyone's backup goalie for the last 10 years. Yep. And it's like, he'll work, but if you got a young kid like this, you might as well, and he's playing as well as he is, you might as well keep him up in the NHL. And it's a like, game or two. Yeah. And I mean, I, I still think it's possible that like teams will call about like Ranta come close to the deadline. Cause somebody's going to want a backup like that. Um, And, you know, maybe they pull the trigger then and then bring him up. But I was, I was surprised to see that. I could see oh. someone like calling about Ronta like specifically for the playoffs. Like if they're not sold yeah. about their backup, yeah. I mean, you or like at... if somebody gets hurt, like totally, yep. that's like a classic. Like, oh crap! All of a sudden, we need like a guy who at least has like been around for a while, can like... win games in the playoffs if he needs to. Yeah, totally. I I was just looking to see if Kuchekov had to clear waivers or not. I can't imagine he had to. Someone would have had. No, to him up. he should be two. He's on a two way deal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, and then the last uh, extension, the Boston Bruins, they've signed forward Pavel Zaka to a four-year extension worth $4.75 million AAV. Mac, this is a guy that you were pretty big on before the season, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it's a good deal. Um, I mean, he he's just a solid dude to have like in your bottom six. I feel like I don't know how they've been using him, if he's been playing up higher than that or not. But to me, he screams like third liner. And vicious one timer the other day. I don't know if you guys caught that, but absolutely got every ounce of the puck. Um, yeah, I think hands down to this point in the season, this is the best roster move we've seen by far. It's a dy- he's a dynamic player and it's like not much money and you get him for four more. Years. It's just like one last thing they'll have to think about for the next four years. Basically. Absolutely. And I mean, we talked about at the beginning of the year, we were all sold on this move. We were like, this guy was such a stud with the devils. We were surprised they let him go. And he went to Boston and we all had that same, like, Oh fuck me reaction. Just like really, you know, yep. and it's clearly working. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's go to uh state of the union. I'll start. Start with the pens. They're currently just barely holding on to that wild card two spot. Uh caps in wild card one spot. Pens have three games in hand. So I think they're like what, like two or four points behind, something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. So it's pretty much dead even. Um, we can't beat a good team. That's kind of the problem. And that's gonna be a huge problem if this trend keeps up. I think we've lost like seven of our last nine games against winning teams. Luckily, our upcoming schedule is against some teams who are not in playoff position. Uh, this week coming up, we've got a home-and-home home with the Senators, followed by a Sunday afternoon matchup against the Devils. I know I said I had a lock of the week last episode with the Leafs. They lost. I didn't know Matthews was hurt when we made the clip. That kind of changes things. So barring any star player injury, I've got your lock of the week. The New Jersey Devils are going to wipe the Penguins' asses off of that dirty Newark ice this Sunday. 
in the lovely, lovely state of New Jersey. The Penguins have no chance of winning. It's a day game. It's a Sunday. It's on the road. It's in Newark. <laughs> Bet the mortgage on the Devils. Probably shitty odds. Go regulation money line. I know the Penguins better than anybody. Believe me, they have no chance of winning this game. Lock of the week. I love how you're just like wow. all in on like not going to happen. <laughs> There's just no like when you you know how like you see like a game on the schedule, you're just like, that's an L. Like there's no <laughs> chance they win that. That's that. That's that. And, and plus, I mean, Harry, like betting against his favorite team has never backfired before. Not so, once never. ever. I mean, and nor could it ever again. Yeah, exactly. So um, glad you guys are confirming my findings. The Penguins are absolutely dead on Sunday. But other than that, I hope we can, you know, maybe at least split the home and home against the Sens. Uh, good news. Latang is back skating. Petrie's back skating. And Jari is also skating. We need them back like right now. I mean, we had Pedersen out of the lineup for a couple games. Ruta's out. Uh, Latang's out. Petrie's out. Like our top four defensemen were all out. So everybody's getting ice time from the AHL right now. So uh, I'm surprised I haven't heard Ruta's name more this season. <laughs> like just because everyone used to suck him off when he was on the Lightning. But um, has he just kind of gone like under the radar for you, or just not as prevalent with uh, this lineup? Um, I don't know. I mean, he's just not a guy who puts up a ton of numbers. He's been steady, but he's obviously hurt now. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It just, it's just been a weird, weird season with him. Like, I haven't noticed him too much, but okay. maybe that's a good thing. I don't yeah. know. Um, it's like being a safety in football. If they don't call your name, maybe that's a good thing. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, but excited to get him back. He's a, he's a big body and good penalty killer, so I'll, I'll give him that. Um, and then just recapping this past week, we can't beat the Hurricanes. We've lost all four meetings to them. We shit the bet against the Jets at home, lost 4-1. And then last night they blew a three-two lead or three-two lead to the Ducks, and then that was like with five minutes left in the third. Brian Russ scores with twenty-five seconds left to tie it, and then Jake Gensel wins in a three-on-three overtime. So thank God because that would have just been awful. So yeah, bet the mortgage on the Devils Sunday. That's my uh, spiel. I'm gonna look up this fact check for uh, U.S. players. You guys can talk about your other team, I guess. I actually got the number if you want to hear it, and it's gonna blow you guys away. No okay, way. so it's a hang on. It's a lot I, more than 25. It's I a think, lot more than 25. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, Seriously? So I've got a link up here. The site I pulled it from, it was listing, it was like a an article listing the best NHL player from each state. And it did say in there that 40 states and the District of Columbia have been represented or represented by mm-hmm. NHL players. Is it the hockeywriters.com? Um I closed it. But Uh-oh. does that mean that all 40, 41 in parentheses? It is the hockeywriters.com. Does that mean all 40 of those have scored goals? Well, I'm looking at like. Does not mean all 40 have scored goals, but all 40 have played. I couldn't mm-hmm. find anything on have scored a goal. So just like off of eye test, like I'm looking at the states and who they say their best player is. And you can kind of like tell, right? Yeah. I would say just by eyeballing this, it's got to be close to 39 or 40. It's got to yeah. be. So, like you're yeah. saying, there's only like one or two of those guys on there that haven't scored, probably. Yeah. yeah and like, like I'm looking some at of some the best of players are goalies. And like, right, yeah, some sure, of them yeah. are like Scott Gomez, who has scored like I don't know how many hundred goals. Yeah. Or, yeah. Right. I, right, it, right. I'd say it's probably, it's probably got to be like 35 to 40. 
U.S. states have produced an NHL player that scored a goal. It's got to be somewhere in there. Yeah, that's crazy. We were way off. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. So. Wow. All right, you guys can go on about uh the Caps. Yeah, um, I did uh. So the Caps are now sitting in the first wild card spot in the East with 54 points. Last week was a little bit rough. I did not love how the home and home with Philly went. Two losses there. Um, ugly ones too. Ugly ones. Just I know Mac, you and I were talking about this beforehand. The game in Philly, which was the first of the two, was atrocious. Um, two of the worst penalties I've ever seen. Kuzi and Ovi take. Oh my god! Like in that game, um, you know. It looked like these tripping calls were so bad. It looked like they were trying to water ski off of the player skates in front of them. Like they were just grasping at nothing. Uh, I I don't really know what else you can say about those games. They absolutely took themselves out of contention to win those games going down the stretch. I know that first one was a little bit closer than the second one was. And only by the end. And in crunch time, they take dumb penalties. I mean, this has yeah. been the case in both of these hockey games. They had a chance to get back in it. You know, you're talking about under eight, nine minutes to go, and they're taking, mm-hmm. you know, two minute, you know, penalties, which takes two minutes of your chance to get back in this game off the clock. So mm-hmm. definitely didn't love that. Loved the comeback overtime win on the island. It minus essentially the first period. Yeah, that was a great game of hockey from start to finish. I was telling both of you guys that last night, but I mean, yeah, first period, a little slow. Um, I know, obviously, biased because we didn't play well in the first, but um, in general, it was just kind of a boring period. And then, boy, did it pick up. A lot of a lot of the Caps in their post-game interviews were talking about how the big hit from Ovi on Paggio, uh was like the defining moment of that game that like changed the whole thing. For those who didn't see it, it was what an early second period that this happened, Nick. Yep. Um, Ovi lays a huge hit on JG Pajo in the clean corner. hit, clean as day, shoulder to shoulder, but like just rocks him. And like Pajo falls down, tries to get up, and he like can't even stand up. Like he didn't even really hit his head. It didn't look like I think it just like knocked the wind out of him. Yeah. Like, I mean, just, it's. He had like new 240 pound man hitting you and JG's on the smaller side. I want to say too. So, um, but anyway, that, that play got reviewed for like a major penalty. Cause I guess they were just like, Holy crap. If Pajot is this like screwed up from that hit, maybe it was like to the head or something. Uh, and luckily we've they seen them do they, this. Like we've seen them call yeah. the penalty and then like go back and review it. Yeah. And they got it right. They looked at it and they said, there's no penalty at all on the play, which thank God. But that ended up being a big turning point. Cause the caps started laying big hits after that. And then next thing you know, we score four unanswered and win the game. So that was a total team effort, really good game, really good win. Darcy Kemper played out of his freaking mind. He did. He, he let in one of the worst goals I've ever seen him let in. And then he just flipped the switch and played out of his mind. So little, little bit concerning because a little bit of inconsistency there, but Hey, he, he got the win and credit to him because he made five or six, 10 bell saves in the last, like last frame of that game in overtime. Absolutely. He, he stopped a breakaway in like the first minute of overtime that like, it was like a breakaway from like, the like center ice. Oh, you mean the one where the Caps plan in three on three overtime was get all three players below the circles in the offensive zone and literally shoot the puck into someone's legs. Yeah. Where Eric Gustafson is like, Hey, I score goals all the time now. So I'm going to go like 
all the way like the slot and then like and if this gets blocked darcy will just get it yeah it, and it gets blocked off a shin pad goes all the way the other way and none of us are there so uh but no you know a little bit a little bit of ups and downs for the caps in the last week or so i would say um and that's kind of how this minnesota game is going as we're recording this too so um yeah i'd say the only other thing that is positive is we play Arizona upcoming. So hopefully that'll be a W, but that's, uh, that's a must get two points out of like, you know, yeah. yep. Cause it's, it's Vegas well and Colorado after that too. They so. are, but the Yotes, Hey, if you're betting, I mean, not, maybe not against the caps, I wouldn't take that, but the Yotes are hot. Honestly, kind of. if you're a like totally impartial better in that game, just hammer the Yotes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, they're always at a really good price. So it's, it's not the worst bet in the world. I want to talk about trades before we close out here because the the main thing that Caps fans know we've been dealing with lately, and this is a good problem to have, but now that we got Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson back in the lineup. Uh, there's got to be an odd man out, really two men, two odd men out on forward. Um, and so mostly it's been Nick Albay Kubel because he hasn't really totally earned his spot. And so that, that one's kind of a no-brainer. Which, in a weird way, I kind of disagree with because I think like, with the exception of like the suspension and like one bad turnover, I think the dude has been incredible. Yeah. He he definitely plays with fire every time he's in there. He he's running around, hitting guys and 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 trying to earn his spot. So you gotta respect that. Um but yeah, just just given the circumstance, I kind of get why he's the first one that that they usually turn to as an extra. I mean, he was picked up mid-season. He wasn't really supposed to be part of this group in the first place anyway. So guys were hurt. Mm-hmm. His his job here is to fill in when needed, basically, for now. Uh it's the other scratch that has gotten a lot of caps Twitter up in arms because we've been scratching guys like Mantha. We scratched Dylan Strom one game, which is absolutely insane. Uh, and then we finally scratched Eller, which is what most people were hoping we would do uh, finally last night. Uh, but then we lost Nick Dowd. So now we're only scratching one guy tonight. It's Mantha again. Basically, my question here for either of you, both of you, anyone, um, should the Caps make a trade? If so, when and who? I would be surprised. In terms of who do you want to get rid of? Not, I don't care who you want to get in return right now. Just... Who makes the most sense to to get rid of in terms of like what can you get back and also, you know. In terms of like ROI and where your team is at this point in the season, I think you have to look at moving Anthony Mantha. And I hate saying that because I absolutely loved the move when they got him from Detroit. They brought him in in the Verona trade, which everyone hated at first because I don't know that, you know, everyone was attached to Jacob Verona, but that was absolutely a good move. And I think moving him again would be a good move. I think he could fit in well in this lineup, but in two years we have not found where that fit is yet. And it's just time. I think you move him now, you get what you can. I'd be fine with taking some damn draft picks at this point. So, you know, whatever works. I mean, I think if you start bringing someone else in here, like, I mean, if we're going to shelf Carlson's contract and, you know, do the LTIR thing, like the Tampa move with that, great but other than that i don't think mantha is going to give you that much to work with what is it like four or five the only problem is yeah mantha's contract i think is not something that is going to be super appealing to many teams so you're probably Um, going to have to keep two mil of that 
Yeah. And even then, I mean, how many, I think he's like at least a couple more years too, if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, We signed him for four, I think. Or he was signed through four when we got him. Eller is another interesting one because you would think anyone, you would think there's tons of teams that need a center, need somebody that can play third or fourth line center. But to me, even though we have this problem right now, we kind of just need to hold off until we get close to the deadline. Just because I don't really know. Like Backstrom and has looked good. They're not going to make a move before the deadline. No. And and it, w- it wouldn't make sense because like you do that. And then like what Backstrom's like, oh, you know what? I re-aggravated like. Or you know, oh, she like, is hurt in another two weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Or Dowd now. Who knows what the hell? Like, so it just. Like yeah, I said, before, I don't think they're gonna pull it anytime it's, it's soon. It's annoying but... that we have to keep scratching like good players, and I really want Lavilla to not ever scratch Strom again because he's been one of our best players all season. And that Dude was... scored not ten minutes ago. Yeah, no, that was extremely dumb. But um, Mantha, Eller, Nick Albekubel, I'm kind of fine with like rotating those three guys through the through the health bomb list until further notice. It's just. You know, it sucks, it's, obviously. It's this but... constant, and like you and I were talking about it, we've talked about it in our group chat, the three of us. It's the constant rotating of these lines that mm-hmm. I think is just causing so much, you know, they these guys can't build Lack any chemistry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They can't build any damn chemistry mm. or cohesion together if you're going to continue to do this. Yeah, that's the really hard part. And like, there's guys who have like really played well to get like Strom and Ovi have played really well together. And it right. seems like, and, and honestly, Sherry too on that line, that seems like a line that should maybe be staying together at this point. Like, but now you got Backstrom and, and Wilson who are back. And those guys have traditionally played a lot with Ovi too. And so it's just, it's a little bit, a little bit of a kitchen sink lineup right now. But, um, you know, there's a lot of good, players in there i just hope we can kind of figure out like a real consistent plan because right that's the hard part right now i did um one more thing i'll say about the caps um and of course you know being a jersey podcast this is going to be about uniform so everyone's all bummed out that the caps aren't going to wear the reverse retros anymore this season right Mm -hmm. yep i happened to catch on the broadcast the other night during the uh caps philly game in the first period, Joe B said, the Caps, this is their last time wearing this jersey in the regular season. Oh, so you know what that means, right? And then he brought it up again in the second period and the third period, but changed it to, this is the Caps' last time wearing this jersey. So I'm wondering if there's someone took my idea and there's low-key a plan to bust this thing out for a potential playoff run. Would make I mean, so that much would be sense. Sick. That's what the Penguins did in 16 with the with the current jerseys. They busted yep. it out in the playoffs, and then they ended up making it the home. And I'm pretty sure Ovi has a quote that just got published where he said, damn, like I really would love to keep wearing this. Bro, he owns the fucking yeah. team. If he wants to yeah. wear black. He, he literally – he was like like – Rubbing his toe in the dirt, being like, I hope they're going to listen and, <laughs> and I hope they're going to listen and bring these back maybe next year. Yeah, Woe yeah. is me. I would love to see it, man. I think that would be electric in the playoffs. Yeah, me too. Just get a there. blackout for the playoffs. Oh, my God. Give out like black T-shirts as you come in. The whole arena's Ooh, exit light and tonight, baby. Ooh, they're sharp looking. I'll give you guys that. But uh, all righty. Wow. 
That was a long one. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around. If you're still here, we appreciate it. Uh, just one last reminder, we will see all of you beautiful Milwaukeeans this weekend at Elwoods on Saturday night at 7 p.m. for the St. Louis Blues Chicago Blackhawks watch party. Come hang out. Come have a drink. We'll have a couple goodies. Bring some hats available for sale. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. Mac, can't wait to see you in person. It's always a good time. We're going to have a blast. Uh, any final notes before we head out? Nope. All good. Conajitos. Oh, I can't wait to have a Conajitos margarita. I'll be at all the local Milwaukee haunts on Friday and uh, Saturday there afternoon, too. So come find us. Yep. Where's, where's Waldo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, except it's well, where's Dingus? Like <laughs> The bar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. Thank you, everybody, for the love and support. As always, appreciate it. And without further ado, class dismissed. Class dismissed.